Welcome to episode 47 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are here. I don't even know what day it is, what time of day it is. I just know it's dark. and It's dark 30. And normally I'd be sleeping at the time of recording right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're committed to be here for you, the Land the Plane Podcast listeners. Yes, we're committed to being family. here for you, unlike the last few weeks <laughs> yes yes that's correct because you know what hey we i feel like we start too many episodes this way of apologizing for being gone so long yeah but tis the season to be um overwhelmed with stuff and so um we but went, we're not going to talk about that no no we do want to acknowledge the fact acknowledge. that okay. right now our world and our country is in a difficult place and we've always seen land the plane podcast as a a specific goal as far as connecting people with, with God and, and just working on that relationship or lack thereof. And so we acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. We've talked about it in the past, but this is the middle of summer or early parts of summer, whenever this is, whenever you're listening to it. And we've decided that even though we want to encourage you to be safe out there and to uh, take precautions, to take care of yourself and others, and also understand and be reminded that uh, Jesus and God is Father of all and Creator of all, and He loves each and every one of us and desires us to do the same. We just want to leave you all with those thoughts tonight and help you escape a little bit what's going on in the world and just uh, hopefully have a little fun and connect uh, with God tonight. So that's all we're going to talk about, current events, and we're going to move on. Moving. Move on. Because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Okay, so we're moving on. Jonathan, how you been, buddy? Uh, it, good. Good. Because otherwise I'd have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Jonathan alone. So No, no everything's... We're good. Yep. Just over it. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say. Yep, okay. I'm with you. I'm there. I get where you're coming from. But we're, we're moving on. Like a friend of mine says, I can smell what you're stepping in. Oh. That's kind of gross. That's gross. Yeah. Especially since when I came. He's actually been on the show before, too. When I came to your house and we stepped out onto the back porch area, (laughs) you said, be careful. The chickens have left their marks on the patio thing. Yeah. Now you just told everybody we have chickens. (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't realize that was needed to be a secret. (laughs) You have chickens? As if our accents don't give it away that we're redneck. (laughs) I don't have chickens. Yeah. My accent does not lead to chicken owning. Do not. Uh, I just want free eggs, and I, I mean that's really why I have chickens. Are they free but though? They're not really free. I mean, you're working. Nah, I mean you don't have. You have to go get once the, you once you get everything. I mean, you got to go to the store to buy eggs. It's closer. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're way better. That's the big. They are way better. I believe you. I've had. I don't know what the correct term is. I mean, they're fresh all real eggs. eggs. Fresh eggs. Fresh is eggs. 
Fresh eggs? Yeah, I've had fresh eggs. Yeah. I used from, to have from non friends that would give them to me. Injected antibiotic injected overcrowded poor little chickens. Oh, you know, you know what? We go to the doctor <laughs> all the time and get steroids. Why is it a big deal if chickens get steroids? <laughs> I've kind of wondered the same thing. I'm like, ah, you know. I mean, not those kind of steroids. I guess different steroids, you know. Yeah. Have you cortisone every once in a while? Have you ever bought a package of like chicken, uh, especially chicken breasts, and been intimidated by how big that chicken would have been? <laughs> yeah. I don't, not as much chicken. I think turkeys. Yeah. Turkey. Is the plural of turkeys turkey? Turkeys? Turkey? Um, I think I it's, don't know. Uh, I don't know. Not what the it country. Is. Um, no, you ever been in a place and they they're selling like the smoked turkey legs? Yeah, those mammer jammers are gigantic. Can you imagine the turkey those things came off of? It would be intense, man. Yeah, that'd be like the Wayne the Rock crazy. Johnson of turkeys turkey. and chickens, man. Yeah. I'm not implying that he uses steroids. I don't know. He's just a massive man. Yes, he is. And I wouldn't want him to attack me. It's all. It's all. All right. So, we do have a announcement we're going to make. Where did all of that come from? Yeah, I don't know, Jonathan. It's going to be that kind of night. It's going to be that kind of night. And so, we do have a little announcement coming at the end of the show. Nothing terrible. We just kind of want to tell you all a little bit about the future. So, y'all stick around for that. But we do want to have a topic. We do want to jump into it because it is summer. And we know, especially right now, that people, uh, your, your time to listen to podcasts may not be uh, you may not have that much time right now because people aren't in the cars as much. People aren't traveling. People aren't at work. Different things. So we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter probably, even though we've rambled for a while now. <laughs> we're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter. And uh, we thought it would be fun to to go back to uh, basically Jesus' first miracle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that was, Jonathan? Trivia question. I do. Okay. I'm sure the uh, audience believes you. I mean... Why would you have any reason to pretend you know instead of just exactly. saying the answer out loud like a typical game show would work? Uh, uh, yeah, is Jesus turning water into wine at a marriage in Bethany, I think? Was it Bethany? No, it's the place of Cana, Cana of Galilee. Yep. Galilee. Oh, so you're wrong. It's totally wrong. <laughs> Fail. Yeah. Fail. But we thought it would go. It would be interesting to go back to this because we want to recognize that uh, it is a hard time right now, and that people are dealing with a lot. And some, but is it a hard time? It is, Jonathan. It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> I tr- I actually believe you. I just think it's weird how for some people, like I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't even know who it was, and they're like, you know, I kind of have enjoyed. This time, a little bit, not that people are, not all the craziness. Right, that, yeah. You know, but just her personally, I remember who it was. Um, it's like, I kind of, you know, I don't, not necessarily looking back to normal. And then there's other people who have lost jobs or, you know, those kind of things. And obviously people that have, have lost friends or loved ones. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all over the map as far as how people kind of, are walking through not just you know the 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 thing, but then the other thing and yeah. all the other stuff. That's all we're gonna. That we're, we're not talking about. That yeah. we're not talking about. But what happens is our daily our daily routines get thrown off. Mm-hmm. Our daily norms get thrown off. 
there's different types of personalities which handle things differently. Uh, you know, if you're a type of person who likes to sit at home, you're probably you're probably in good probably shape. Probably loving life. But yeah, if you're a person that likes to be out and socialize, you're probably struggling. But we wanted to go talk about this story about the wedding and Jesus' first miracle. So I think it's significant that it's his first miracle, and that he does turn water into wine. But it's also now I just got to ask this. Okay, is it his first miracle or his first recorded miracle? Because um, I got to think that, like, 14-year-old Jesus, I mean, he had brothers and sisters. They were probably mean to him. Well, but 14-year-old... Because they got tired of Mary saying, why can't you be like Jesus? <laughs> well, that's where WWJD and, started. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> would your brother do? What would your brother do? It's just a lot more letters. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, I mean, I can imagine them doing something, you know, tying him up somewhere, and he's like, poof. <laughs> just teleported. <laughs> or just like the ropes fell off or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, he was. I find it hard to believe maybe that this is just his first miracle. He had no sin, Jonathan. So. No, I'm not. Hey, you you get tied up. You just poof the ropes. <laughs> that ain't sinning. Well, see. That's, I guess, where he's better than us, because he might stop right there. I'd make the ropes appear around their hands and push them over. They'd turn into snakes and go after them. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, we'll say it's his first... Re- it's the first one we're made aware of in his okay. life. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So, he's, he's early in his ministry days, obviously. He... Um, in fact, it's pretty much kind of the first story it stops starts to really tell. I mean, besides calling his disciples and stuff, once you know he's he's going. In fact, we're going to be in John chapter two if you do want to read the story when uh, follow along in your Bible. But basically, um, Jesus and his mother were at this wedding. Okay, um, his disciples were there because he had already started calling them. I, I don't. And you can correct me, Jonathan. I don't know if all of them were there by now, like all the the 12 that we know uh, very well. I don't know if they were all there at this moment because I think he still yets to call some of them, but it doesn't matter in the big scheme. Y'all, I got got to pause the podcast here for a minute. (laughs) I just witnessed something that was fantastic, and y'all got to know why Jonathan can't talk right now. The dog, I don't know if y'all have heard the dog, it's chewing on this toy, <laughs> and it's driving Jonathan crazy, because he's the audio guy, right? You can't have any extra noises. And he <laughs> finally gets it out of the dog's mouth. While I'm trying to talk and educate you, he's fighting with the dog, and I'm trying to keep it together, and then he finally gets the chew toy out of his mouth, and attempts to throw it in the other room, which has a door that's... At least one and a half times bigger than any other door. It's, it's like six feet wide. It's not even a door. It's a, it's an opening. It's a huge opening. And there's one small chair sitting in front of it, literally two feet away. Jonathan turns and toe throws the toy, one foot directly <laughs> into the chair, with his six foot by six foot opening. He throws it straight to the chair, and now the dog is chewing on it again. It didn't even have to work that hard to get it. So, good job, John. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I know where I was. I hope y'all are still with us. You got a little. They rough. aren't. Got a little, 
The dog has ruined everything. This might be our most popular podcast ever because we talked about the dog. But anyway, so he's there. They have the they're they're at the wedding. They're having a celebration, and at some point, the wine runs out. Mm. Never a good situation, right? The then the it says the mother of Jesus, which is Mary, said to him, "They have no wine." And Jesus said to her, "Woman, sounds like you got some." <laughs> Wow. Sorry. This is this is the reason you make Jesus. <laughs> Jesus says, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. So she like says, Jesus Which makes me think she knows he can perform some miracles or something, right? Yeah, like, I'm like I'm telling you. Yeah, it wasn't the first time. She knows her son's got a plan. Like he's ready to jump into action. And she calls him out on it because I think it's tradition here that the wedding party, and we assume that the, I don't remember if it says it or not, Jonathan, you can correct me, that this was part of their family probably. There was some type of relation here that um, where Mary felt obligated that they were out of wine. And it was very specific that you needed to serve wine to all your guests until they had their fill at a wedding. And so for them to run out of wine was a big deal. It was kind of an embarrassing thing, and it was kind of it would be a little bit like a dishonorable to the family. So yeah, yeah. she saw the importance Bad of mojo. Yeah, we need this, and she knew that Jesus was somebody special, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so she turns to him, and you know he says, "Why, why are you asking me about this? Basically, it's yeah. it's it's not my time yet. This isn't what I'm here for." I mean, let's let's just bring this into modern day a little bit. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Like if you're, you know, part of the wedding party, you just go you go to a wedding, whatever, and and like the wedding planner maybe comes up to you as, you know, a friend of the groom or something and is like, We're out of punch. Now I'm not I don't know what's in your punch, but I'm just saying. <laughs> We're out of punch. We're out of punch. Or we don't have any of those little mints, the soft <laughs> mint things and peanuts or something. Yes. You know, it's, we're out of stuff. You I, need to do something about it. I mean, that's yeah, I, yeah. It, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't. Well, yes, was it really it. that big of a deal or was it not? Yeah. I mean, it's like. I, Send somebody else. Yeah. I think their it was fault for not planning enough. But you know, not everybody RSVP'd. I don't. But you know, it is a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal, and uh, wedding's a big day. Wedding is a big day, and you don't want the whole town talking about you, Jonathan. Yeah, you don't want you don't want that to happen. <laughs> so, I think it's interesting. Why do you think she? Because because after if you just read the scripture right here. They have no wine, she says to Jesus. Jesus says, what does this have to do with me? My hour's not yet come. In, in another translation, it says, what has this concern of yours to do with me? Yeah. And he says, woman, but that's a, it's a, fami- it's a familiar, very... Yeah. He's you know, not saying it's not, woman. It, yeah, it doesn't sound like woman, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. He probably said, woman, you're a woman. <laughs> 
But then she just, it says, she doesn't answer the question or anything. She just turns around and says, (laughs) do whatever he tells you. Typical mom. (laughs) This wasn't, it wasn't I love you, mom. Yeah, it wasn't more of a, Jesus, can you do this? It was more of a, Jesus, um, I need you to do this right now for us. Like, like it's almost she she didn't give him a choice. Now, Jesus, of course, always has a choice of whether or not how he's going to respond or what he's going to do. But it was just interesting that she went to him with, I mean, with a lot of confidence, you could say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. There was no I mean, doubt. she didn't even really get, like you say, it showed a lot of faith, at least in his ability. And, you know, in, in the fact that he would honor her as yeah. his mom. Yeah. You know. So it goes on to say then that there was there was six stone water jars there um, for the Jewish rites of purification. Each held twenty or thirty gallons. So we're talking about a hundred and thirty to hundred and eighty somewhere in there gallons of yeah. water. Let's just go with one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. Right yeah. So that's a lot of water. And one hundred and fifty gallons. Yeah. And I guess actually they were empty because Jesus, or, or at least partially, because Jesus told them to fill the jars with water. Mm-hmm. And they filled them up to the brim, so these things were completely full. And then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it out, and when the master of the feast tasted the water, now it had become wine. And he did not know where it came from. So Jesus, there was no grand moment. There was no him standing up and pronouncing anything. There was no special words he said. There was no, like... Hocus Pocus, <laughs> Abracadabra, there was none of this stuff. He just simply said, fill them up. We're talking 150-ish gallons of water. Fill them up, pull some out, go take it to the master of, of the, uh, the 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 event, the master of the feast, there it was. Mm-hmm. And he did, and it was wine. And he basically turned these 150 gallons to all wine. And, and we 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 looked it up, Jonathan. You brought this up beforehand. We looked it up just to kind of confirm everything. That's approximately like a thousand bottles of wine. Yeah, up to I'm not. Yeah, something. Yeah, somewhere Crazy. around there. Depends on the bottle of wine, I guess. But yeah, we'll just say a normal average. A lot so. of wine. That's how much he changed. And in fact, when it goes on to say uh, that as people were drinking it and and participating in the feast. It was it was a comment made. Uh, it said the the feast called the bride the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, every everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. So he basically said, look, I'm turning it into wine. He had turned it into a very good wine, to the point where the crowd, the people that were there, recognized that normally you start with good wine. Once people have had their feel, feeling a little good about themselves, maybe, <laughs> um, then they serve the bad one because basically people don't know any better. Yeah. And they go on and After continue the, the feast. seventh or eighth glass, it just all tastes the same, just all, I guess. Just all wine, right, yeah. I guess. Which, and the, it's interesting that it says that they were the cisterns that were used for Jewish um, purification, because if you if you think about what those are, they were they were stone, and it it was like they, according to the law of Moses, all those kind of stuff, they 
they used that because it wouldn't become impure as far as the, like under the law, you know, clean and unclean, all of those kind of things. So water from these types of cisterns or whatever would always be considered clean, good. Lit, they even refer to it sometimes as living water. And, uh, and for it to be turned into wine, what do we use? Well, we're Baptists, so we don't use wine. But in a church, what do they use? What does wine symbolize? Yeah, the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ, mm-hmm. which is living, you know, the, the way we receive salvation, the way we gain life, you know, basically. And so it's interesting, the symbolism there of mm-hmm. these are used for purification and now they're going to contain wine, which is a symbol of Jesus' blood, and it was made wine by Jesus. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I mean, symbolism all the way, you know. All the way at the beginning. All the way at the beginning. When, when nobody had an idea what was coming. <laughs> so, so that's the question, though, Jonathan, is, is why was this, why did he make a better wine? And well, then, if Jesus is making it, it's going to be good. Right. <laughs> I mean, what What kind of question is that? Oh, what I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> did he initial, uh, intentionally make a, a a really great wine for a specific reason to honor the people that were there? Was there something more to it? You know, you're talking about the, the, the relation there to the blood of Christ and stuff and the Lord's Supper and all that, but is there something of, of him taking... What was just considered water, which I'm assuming is not a big deal to have at the feast. Okay, it's you want something more, you want something special. So when they did this, yeah, they would. Well, I mean, these I don't know that they would have. I don't know that they would have just normally drank out of these kinds of cisterns. That's why they had to fill them with water, maybe. Yeah, because they were empty. Yeah. So. so I mean, it's just I just think it's interesting. And then the question becomes why Why did Jesus do this? To begin with, like, what was his purpose? Why? Yeah. When we think of Jesus' first miracle, I think a lot of times, first recorded miracle, you would think he's healing somebody, he's doing a, getting rid of a demon. I mean, there's all kinds of things we could go through. Why would he turn water into wine? So the party could go on. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Jesus party. <laughs> Jesus party don't stop. Was that blasphemous? I don't know. It says, and I promise that we have not partaken <laughs> no. in any of this water or wine either. No, and you may be sitting there asking the question to yourself: Why did Jesus make wine? Jesus doesn't like alcohol, does he? That might be another podcast. That might be. Yeah, we'll say he doesn't. I like think drunkenness for sure. But yeah, but now we do know that Jesus says that he you know, Passover, all those kind of things, that um, he tells his disciples that he's not going to drink of the vine, so it would be grape juice wine. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that until after, like, basically the wedding feast of, like, the wedding feast in heaven, you know, like the big feast. And so, I mean, he's not, he's waiting. Yeah. Can you imagine how good that's going to be? I mean, like 2,000 
2,500. Who knows when he's coming back? But I mean, <laughs> at this point, I hope it's it wasn't like, 2,000 because yeah, it was. Well, that's, we missed it. It'd be in a few years. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be like 2,000 year old. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> or not. I don't know. Uh, maybe before you explained it. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, it says he did it as a manifestation of his glory, basically. I mean, that's what Scripture says. It says, uh, this, the first of his signs, Jesus did it at Canaan and Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So... Was it just an attention getter for the disciples to say, "Look, I'm I'm who I am. Pay attention, boys." <laughs> or when we say manifest His glory, everything I believe the Bible is all about God's glory. It's about bringing people to God. It's about people seeing what He's done and who He is, so that they can come to Him and find redemption and salvation in His name. But in this moment, He didn't. It wasn't a publicized event i don't believe they went around and jesus wasn't drawing attention to himself like i did this i made this wine i think his disciples said it saw it now did they start saying things in the crowd i don't know did a murmur start you know did mary say that was my boy jesus yeah (laughs) did he whisper that to somebody else (laughs) i mean the servants experienced it they knew it was a miracle they i mean so i think it probably was being talked about what had happened but what was the overall purpose of it? I don't know. Can you imagine them talking about it? I mean, just let's put ourselves in their shoes. Okay. Time travel. I mean, like, what do you do? What do you say to that? Um, that was water and then it's wine. No, you're crazy. But like, that can't. What? You, There's probably was, a lot of that. But I. You know, and, and especially the servants that actually were the ones that filled the water, you know, put the water in it, and then all of a sudden it's wine. I mean, I, just trying to imagine something like that happening, like you you want to believe it, sort of, but at the same time, it's like, that can't happen. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. You know? So, it, yeah, kind of a... And if you're, if you're not on that front line that saw it, if you're not the one who was... Who put the water in there and then pulled out wine? Yeah, and you're like on you're the just other side. Be of the, thinking they drank too much yeah, wine. They're just goofing, you yeah. know. They they're just making up a story. Yeah, but like I think, so I think it gets more personal than that. This wasn't a. It doesn't feel like it was a big outreach event, you know. Like it wasn't. He started preaching after this and converted many to you know, the kingdom that day. Um, so I, th- I think it was more personal. I think. I think Jesus saw a need of those he cared for. And when that need was there, he fulfilled it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I I think it was, I don't want to pretend like it's just that simple, but I think there was a need that he saw that his mother desperately wanted him to take care of this. She had a need. She was thinking about her others. She was thinking about her family. She didn't want them to be embarrassed. She didn't want them to be ridiculed or anything like that. And he heard her call out. She called out to him and said, I need you to do this, Jesus. You know, her intentions were good. They weren't bad. And he said, okay. And he did it. He did it. He took care of what what 
could be a personal thing. Now we hear it today, and we hear it's this big deal. You know, made a thousand bottles of wine, party had a good time. I guess you know it went off well, <laughs> like the rest of the event. Now better than normal because it was great wine and all that stuff. But I just can't help but go back to that personal moment where someone who Jesus cared about called out to him with a personal need with something that was small. This wasn't life-changing as far as stopping a storm or an earthquake or taking a demon out of somebody or healing somebody that couldn't yeah, probably walk. didn't save anybody's life yeah. or heal any kind of, yeah. We don't know if there's any conversions. Like, did anybody fall at his feet and worship him at this moment? But he took care of that personal need. And I think that's that's something we should, especially right now where we're at, we should we should be interested in that. Mm-hmm. You know, that we have a God that's personal like that and will listen. And we could argue that's his mama. Of course he's going to listen to his mama. Now, I mean, it is, but it's also... But he's also God. Yeah, he's God. He's yeah. a child of God, just like we all are, and part of his creation and part of his family. And he desires to hear from us, and he desires to help us on those little things. I don't know how many times I've talked to somebody or felt myself that this problem is too small. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to ask. I'm not going to bother... God you know, for help. Like, and because that's the way, you know, that's sometimes how we are with other people, you know, whether it's our, like, coworkers or just friends or, you know, you got an issue and it's like, well, I could call my friend, but I don't want to bother them with this. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was a major catastrophe, then, yeah, I would call my friend immediately, you know. But, I mean, it's just a little thing. Yeah. And so I think we we do the same thing with Jesus. Um, and just just assume that that he's not interested in the ordinary, you know, mm-hmm. that it has to be something extraordinary before he before we get his attention or something, right? And it's just yeah, it's just not the case. Yeah, I mean, he wants to help us in our everyday lives. And if you think your problems are too small, or because of what's going on in the world right now, we see these big problems, and then we neglect our small problems, and that actually ends up harming us. In the long run, because you know what? It may be our little problems, but it doesn't mean they're not problems. Yeah. Uh, now, I also think it's also important that he said it manifested his glory. Because even though it may have sounded a little bit, we could argue that it was a little bit selfish of Mary to maybe say, son, you're going to do this. Like, I need you to do this. I think that was more of a confidence in who he was and what, what she believed he could do. But at the end of the day, Jesus does things... For his to bring people closer to God, mm-hmm. to to show His glory, and He's fixing to reveal to these people soon. You know, overall, that He is God, He is the Son of God, and He is the Messiah, and He's going to be the one who brings salvation to the people. So, this is a first sign for them to start seeing that, and it's a sign for us to start seeing that. But I can't promise you guys or gals if you go home tonight and you have a gallon of water in your fridge that if you sit outside your fridge and pray that they turn into beer and then open your fridge and expect to find beer or something, I don't think it's going to work for you because the question I would ask is, why? why what, what glory is it going to bring to God for you to do that? Because I'm telling you, if you opened up your fridge and it did turn into beer, you'd just drink it all and get drunk, and he doesn't want you to do that. You know? <laughs> how, did, how did we just end up there? Because... I mean, it's it's a it's I it's you turn it into wine. Okay, turn it into beer. I am, yeah, but wine 
But see, the difference year. is, is one's a selfish prayer, one's about me, and the other is about Jesus. I, oddly enough, I got that part. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the beer versus wine part. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't just know. Chose where beer. Just beer. Yeah. A lot of people like to drink. Which one would be harder? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and thinking, I just was thinking back to about um, when you said, what you know, was like Jesus made good wine, like the best wine that was, you know. Um, you know, if you think about it, I mean, he can't help it. Like, whatever he's going to do, it's just going to be good. Yeah. And, and those things that he does for us, it's just going to be good. You know, it's not going to be second rate. Like, oh, man, I wish I, uh, I was shooting for that, but oh, well, here's this for you. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do that. Whatever he does, it, it's just going to be the best. It's just going to be really, really good. And whether, like I say, whether it's, something big or something small. Um, if it's something that is an issue for you, causing you anxiety, whatever, then it's an issue for him, mm-hmm. you know? And I can back that up. First um, Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. There so, you I mean, go. just flat out, Peter, one of the disciples, um, is saying, everything that's bothering you, put it on him. He cares for you. And the verse previous to that, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, <laughs> under the mighty hand of God. There's a mighty hand that's about to whack a dog or two. <laughs> um, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time. So humble yourselves. And then he says, cast all your cares upon him, because he cares for you. So it said, I mean, you know, it says that he's under his mighty right hand. He can do, and like Jesus, he can't help but do good. And uh, about what? Everything. No matter what. If it's causing you anxiety, he wants you to bring it to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And if it, I mean, I don't even want to give examples because I don't want you, I don't want to put it in a box because it can be anything. If like like Jonathan just said, if it's causing you anxieties, if it's causing you trouble, if it's causing you stress, if it's causing you hurt, if it's causing you pain, whatever it is, take it to the Lord, and He He desires you to do that. He desires to hear from you and stuff. So, Jonathan, you think it's time to to land this plane? You have anything else you want to? Yeah, it's actually going to read the next verse there in Peter. Okay, you go for uh, it. right after it says casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. Um. It's interesting. It just it's kind of makes sense, though. It, the next verse is, be serious. Be alert. And you'll, you'll recognize this. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Man, doesn't that feel like the last however many months? Yeah. You know, that every... You know, once we were getting used to the one, you know, some stuff and trying to get back to some kind of normal, then everything else blows up. And it's just all of these things are all over the place. And I think we need to recognize 
where that's from. You know, where mm-hmm. where all the root cause of all of this kind of stuff um, is because we have an adversary. Yeah. And and he is prowling around like a lion, seeing who he, who he can devour. And whether it is, you know, being worried about health stuff, being concerned about, you know, job security, whether it's what, you know, this fall. I mean, they don't even know what kids are going to do with school this fall. Churches are still trying to scramble, trying to figure out exactly what to do. Um, people's livelihoods. I mean, all of these kind of things. And then um, with just all the unrest and everything else, as let's not be fooled into thinking that that's not coming from Satan. Yeah. You know, it, it's an absolutely a spiritual, there is a spiritual side to all of this. Um, so, you know, the devil is causing all of these kind of things and, and, or at least getting into the middle of it all and causing it to be a lot worse than it, than it maybe should be or could be. Um, and then, you know, it's like, well, what do I do with all that? Give it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's, he's the only one that can fix all of this stuff. Yeah. And I can tell you, and just to be a little vulnerable for a minute. We didn't discuss talking that verse. I think God just probably laid that on your heart while we were sitting here talking through this. But that verse, man, every time I hear it, it messes me up. Like it just changes. Like my mood can change from it because just when he says like in seriousness, though, like through all this, remember that there's this adversary. Man, it gets me sometimes because mm-hmm. I think it's it's one thing we don't talk about enough. Um I always jokingly said, if there's one thing that brings this world together, and this is based on sci-fi movies, if there's anything that would ever bring <laughs> this world together, it's an alien invasion, and they want to kill us. Yeah. Then we would all come together because we have this one common enemy that's from a different place, and we would want to defend ourselves, and we would come together to do that, I think. As one human race. Yes, as one human race against it. Man, that adversary already exists. Yeah. It Just watch exists. Independence Day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh, man. Okay, let's land the plane. I think you did a pretty good job there. So I'm just going to, by landing this thing, finishing it off the runway, I'm just going to say, don't don't hesitate to go to God. When you're struggling, when you're down, when you're hurting, when your anxieties are up, when your fears are overwhelming, when you just don't know what decision to make, when you're afraid of what other people might say about you, Go to him because he desires it. He wants you to come to him with the small things. He wants you to come to things, our everyday problems, our hurts, our losses. He wants you to come there, and he wants to be there for you, and he wants to answer those. And when he does, when he helps you through that, I just believe he wants you to to, to let people know that he did because that's witnessing. That's sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Let him know. Let people know that God's active in your life, and he is doing things, and because we all need his uh, we all need to see him working in our lives. I thought you were about to say we all need his wine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we might. I don't know. If it keeps going, we might. We might. Give me some of the good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the show for tonight, but we got the announcement. Here it is. Just jump right to it, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Just, announcement. Let's just jump right into I'm, it. I'm going to let you jump into it because I... I probably couldn't even 
We're moving the studios to <laughs> Hawaii. What? Yes. No. No. Basically, uh, the news is 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 nothing like I said major, but. Normally during the summertime, we, we 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 go pretty pretty consistent up until the end of like May somewhere around there, and then we kind of take a few months where we have just a few shows or some hit and miss shows, or just take some time away. Cause it's summer. Cause it's summer, and it's summer right now. Some some summertime. Some. some so summertime. this episode you just listened to is our summer show. <laughs> so I hope you had some fun with it. It doesn't feel like summer sometimes, but. Uh, it's our summer show, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little little break. I know you probably are thinking, you just took a break. Well, I don't know if we took a break. We were we were working hard, doing different things, but we just want to take time to spend time with family, spend time with friends, just like the rest of you, enjoy the summer a little bit, and then come back strong and consistent sometime probably August-ish. Is that fair to say? Sure. Not July, but August yeah. to September, somewhere right there. Yeah, because, I mean, July is in, like, <laughs> a few days, I like know. next week. I know, it is. And so it won't be that long, but uh, we did want to come in here and, and, and have one show and let you know we're thinking about you and we're praying for you. And uh, we uh, look forward to coming back soon on a consistent schedule. And then hopefully we'll do some series and some we different all, things. We all look forward to a, soon to some kind of consistency, and it's not worked out yet. Yep, yep. And we need you folks in your car driving back and forth to work so you have time to listen. <laughs> Worldwide podcasting stats have fallen. fallen I jokingly told Jonathan terribly. today, I said, I don't get to listen to near as many podcasts as I used to because my drive has been cut in half because there's no traffic on yeah. the roads. So ah, I wish I could work from home. Then you wouldn't listen to hardly any. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyways, so that's the show for tonight, and we want you all to have a great and fantastic summer. You can always reach out to us on social media uh, if you want to, or, or we're at Land the Plane today on Twitter or on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter at Land the Plane 247. We really, Twitter's a place we really like to grow, so if you do have a Twitter account, just shoot us a tweet. Tweet us. Tweet us and say follow hi. Us. Just follow us. We'll follow you back. Yeah. We will. That's a big deal. <laughs> Not that big a deal. <laughs> of course, I've deleted Twitter. <laughs> I've deleted Twitter off my phone the other day. That sounds like an angry moment. Was it an angry moment? <sighs> well, it was a, this doesn't bring me any good into my life, so I'm deleting it well, moment. Yeah. I'll reinstall at some point, but well, I will, it might be a few weeks. I still have Twitter right now. I don't get on as much, though. I can tell you that. But uh, I'll, I'll follow you back. Just brings me down. Yep. Makes yep, me want to. Put the phone down sometimes, some wine. <laughs> Put them down sometimes. Get Just off of it. Kidding. Just go have some fun. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the moments. Um, but have a great summer. Stay safe. And uh, oh, you can also email us landtheplane today at gmail.com That's if right. you have any series ideas show topics you'd like us to hit when we come back in the fall we love that and y'all send jonathan messages and tell him we want to do another live broadcast always have to fight him for those i'm in let's do it oh oh he's just committed yeah just committed y'all hold right, to i've it, got so. an idea for it be fun oh, okay we'll do it we'll do it all right y'all so we will i guess talk to y'all soon all right we'll see you guys thanks right. for listening